All right, welcome to another episode of 10 Minute Fitness. I am your host, Lang, and uh, it's just me today. Um, actually, we've got a special guest. His name's Robert, Robbie, I like to call him. And he's a strength and conditioning coach level two. So I don't know many strength and conditioning coaches and uh, definitely not level two. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries. Look beautiful on screen. I hope everyone can appreciate that. But uh, I want to talk uh, something else besides your beauty. Um, I want to ask a little bit more in depth in what a strength and conditioning coach is. So a lot of the times people know uh, what a personal trainer is, but strength and conditioning coach or just a coach in general, what are the differences? in a strength and conditioning coach and level one and level two specifically? Yep, cool. Um, well, I think if you to ever really ask what is the role of a strengthening coach, you have two, two main points, two main principles. Um, the first is to basically um, decrease any potential injuries um, and secondly to improve um, sport, and um, sport and performance. So I guess the strength conditioning coach's role isn't to necessarily take over the role of the technical, the skills coach, but to complement and basically develop all the physical and athletic um, qualities that make you a better athlete on the field and also keep you on the field. So, you know, at the end of the day, if I can make sure that you're strong enough, resilient enough to, you know, decrease any potential injuries, that means you have more time to play, um, gives you better opportunities to play at a higher level and um, advance yourself in your career and as an athlete. So um, it's pretty specific, isn't it? It is. Uh, I guess the, the biggest difference is the population you work with. Yeah. Um, I guess if you've just got your cert three, cert four, um, you are going to be more working with, I guess, the general population. Um, whereas with your SNC, and if you are an ASK qualified coach, population you're generally working with is more located towards um, the athletes. Um, I guess it comes down to goals as well. Um, where where the goals lie with the individual is very different, I find. Yeah. And um, so at what point should someone consider a strength and conditioning coach? Um, I think it comes down to what is it you want to get. Um, like, Are you just looking to change your body composition? Because a strength and conditioning coach probably isn't for you if that's what you're looking for. If you're just looking to, to look good, um, if it's just about losing a few kilos or just getting fit, you're, you're probably not looking in the right direction for a strength and conditioning coach. But if you're looking to develop overall performance, if you're looking to, um, I guess, develop yourself in, in aspects which actually, I guess, pertain to performance. So let's say you want to get a lot stronger. Let's say you want to improve in your sport. Um, you want to compete at a high level. Um, that's when I would go for a strength and coach. Um, over, over just going for like a, a cert three, for, cert four PT. Yep. So um, basically, someone who wants to strive for excellence in terms of what they do in sport or even just their own personal competitions and endeavors, right? Yeah, I, I, I think that's a really good good point. Um, I would say strength and conditioning coaches are more catered towards competition. Um, whereas I'd say, um, and I think it's, it's not to put a negative light on PTs or Cert 3 and Cert 4, but I think where the, 
where the client's goals are orientated can definitely indicate what kind of person you should be working with. If you're just looking for, say, um, let's say you want to compete in a bodybuilding competition, um, I would say work with a Cert 3, Cert 4 PT who's got a lot of experience in body composition, taking people to the stage because they're going to be looking after you and they have that, that wealth of experience in that category. Um, and a lot of what they do is built around health and fitness and body composition, whereas um, health and fitness and body composition are basically kind of like a um, – they're, they're, they're a result. We don't strive for it in strength conditioning. It's, it happens um, along the process rather than being the end goal. So we aim for more competition in a sense. Yep, yep. And, um, you know, in terms of strength and conditioning uh, coaching – what kind of athletes um, are most you, you know commonly do you work with? Like what sports? Oh man! Was it very vast? Honestly, yeah, probably in like the last the last two years, it's really varied. Um, before that, I'd say I had a lot more experience in um, probably more basketball, to be honest. Um, but then I've got a lot more experience in um, in soccer, especially working overseas, worked with soccer, worked with the circus, um, had a lot of experience with netball now, um, also working with um, a lot of track and field athletes as well, a um, bit more involvement in rugby. Um, so it's definitely very, and getting into a lot more combat sports as well. Nice. So heaps of stuff, heaps of um, athletes, like um, you yeah. pretty much tasted the buffet so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so as a strength and conditioning coach, you know, being a PT, you kind of have to look the part, but as a S&C coach, do you have to perform the part too? Do you have to be as strong as the athlete? Do you have to be as talented as the athlete to teach something like that? Oh, that's, that's a, it's, it's something that always comes up. Um, people, you know, people always say, oh, you don't look like an S&C coach or you don't look like a PT or something like that. There is something to be said about looking like you can actually do your job. You know, like like you're not, you're, you want to you be able to be, um, I guess, representation of what you're trying to coach. So, you know, if you're coming across as a gymnastics coach who's 30, 40 kilos overweight, now... Everyone has different life circumstances. You don't necessarily have to be, you know, um, having the same exact figure as a gymnastics coach. But it does go a long way to promote um, the whole athlete well-being. So I think how you represent yourself will also be representation for the athlete of how they should look after themselves. Because if you're presenting this, I guess, this look of health, of strength, of this ability to perform, then I feel like you get better buy-in with those athletes and they're more likely to want to listen to you and... I guess understand what you're trying to get them to do because like you know what if my coach can display or at least look like he can do what I'm you know trying to do then maybe I will listen to him because he's not just telling me to do it he can do it too to some degree it's not about you know being at the same um, same level but I think if you can and if you can look the part it does make a difference yeah well, I agree there too um, I wouldn't want to go to someone who for example, is a nutritionist and looks like they haven't um, kept up to date with their nutritional consumption levels. <laughs> yeah. 
100%, man. 100%. All right, so th that was a really nice insight into uh, what an SNC coach is. And what I want to ask you is, because you've had such a diverse um, range of uh, skills and athletes trained throughout the few years, what are the three things, what are some things, just name three things that you learned in the last five years that is like a light bulb moment to you in terms of training an athlete? So, for example, do they all have to have the same program or do they all have to you know do this certain exercise what are some things that you've noticed um training athletes in the last five years that you've learned um there's a couple big things um and something that kind of goes outside of just you know let's say reps that's in program itself is um culture Culture is a huge one, something that I've found really, really influences um, the relationship between myself and an athlete. Um, that's something I learned in Cambodia. So in Cambodia, yes doesn't always mean, yes, I want to do it, yes, I understand. Um, because of the culture in Cambodia and the way that society there has been brought up, um, there's a lot of um, authoritarian. So. A lot of athletes will say yes out of fear or out of um, obedience rather than saying yes because they actually understand or yes because they want to do something. So understanding that culture um, and how it actually influences your role to actually educate and coach is huge. Because mm. um, if you if you don't actually consider the, the culture of the athletes that you're working with, you're missing a huge part of what actually makes them the athlete that they are. Mm. Um, so I think that was a huge um, light bulb moment for me and something I had to understand and just, it really changed how I communicated and how I actually tried to approach certain things um, and tried to get them to understand rather than just say yes and be obedient. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a major one. Um, the next one is that exercise is, exercise is a fake in a sense. Now, what I mean by that is um, you don't have to get everyone to do a back squat to get stronger legs. You don't have to get everyone to Olympic weight become more explosive. Um, if we just look at the exercises as tools, then the options for the clients, for the athletes are endless. Because at the end of the day, we're looking for the goal or the outcome. The tool that we used to get there isn't really that important. Like I think for a long time myself and a lot of other strength coaches, we really got caught up in like, you have to back squat. You have to deadlift. You have to do this. If you don't do these, you're not going to get strong. You're not going to get better. And it's not to say that they don't help. Um, I love back squatting. I love heavy deadlifts. I love heavy lifting in general. And I love Olympic weightlifting. But it's not for everyone, and not everyone needs those same exercises or those same tools to achieve their results. Um, so that's another big one for me. Yeah, well said. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I, I would say <coughs> approach less. The third one is to coach less. Um, and what I mean by that is um, oftentimes we try to intervene too much and try to influence too much of what an athlete or a client does and we take away their, their independence and the, the natural instinct. Um, I think it's a big one. Uh, it's, it's not about us trying to hold their hand the whole way and say you have to do it this way. It's about coaching and educating them so they get to a point where they understand what they need to do and they choose the pathway that suits them best. And, and we just do our best to guide them, make sure we you know, put them on that path rather than trying to intervene with every single step of the way. Like, um, let's, say, let's say you have someone who's deadlifting. 
Now, you might use the same cues that you use for everyone else, and that probably won't work for that one person. Now, if you just said to them, like, I want you to pick up that, that bar, give them a chance to see how they do it before you take a step in and try and give them 10,000 cues. Like, let's just see what they've got first. Maybe they can do it. Maybe we only need to do, like, maybe one or two cues. So um, less is definitely more in coaching. That's, yep. that, that's my three big ones. Great, great responses. I love it. All right. So... Um... To finish off, I just want to ask you, because you know, I'm pretty into strength training myself, and um, if I get my time with a level two S&C coach, I'd love to ask, what are the top three strength exercises that you recommend for someone who just wants to get strong or remain strong? Asking for a friend. Say... <laughs> that? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Um... I would say trap bar deadlift. Yeah. Um, I, I used to be very much about the straight bar deadlift just because like there is something about having to lift something extremely heavy off the ground and you just hope it doesn't break you in two. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, for me, it, it's just like, well, I want to be able to just lift as much as I can. And if the best tool for me to do that is a trap bar as opposed to a straight bar, that's what I'm going for. And I think it's a really good tool to really develop as much absolute strength as possible without putting you under or putting you under too much uh, potential stress as a straight bar deadlift yeah um, the next one i would say it'd be a weight pull up um that again there's there is something about being able to pull more than your body weight um and when I say pull up, I mean like you got to get your chin over the bar. None of these like foreheads <laughs> to the to the handles. I want to see chin over the bar, like you are looking above something. What have you got? It's, what have you got? Four you, chins. Well, yeah. Well, you, you got to try to get past every level of those chins. Let's let's, <laughs> let's aim for like the top of the collarbone. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's the feat of strength where it's like you have to be strong yep. enough, not only just to lift your body weight, but to get some external load on there. Um, I think like my best one was hitting, I hit 80 kilos. Whoa. Um, 80 kilos plus my body weight for a triple on my um, my pull up, and like you just walk away like, all right. Yep. I I, I can teach now. I'm I fit the part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my third one. Yeah. Um, I love the clean and jerk, man. Yeah. I do have the clean and jerk. Um, being able to rip something heavy off the floor, be fast enough to get underneath it so it doesn't crush you, and then throw it over your head, I, I think it just it translates to so many other exercises, so many mm. sports, and I think it not only develops you physically, but it develops you mentally as well. Mm. Yeah, nothing like a bar crushing your windpipe, and the next thing you got to do is um, have it over your head. Yeah, like it's it's a, it's a really big overcoming situation where you're like you're like I either crash and I fail or I try and overcome this thing and I win. Nice, I, I like those exercises. Um, I might have to try the trap bar though, so um, I guess stay tuned. But I think that's all for tonight today. Thanks for coming on. And uh, what, what's your social media? If you have any, if you. Uh, my social media so is. Coach underscore Robbie T. Nice. So anyone looking for some SNC coaching, definitely hit Robbie up. And I am underscore Lane's Way. So thanks for joining me, guys, and we'll catch you guys next time.